Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. recorded in the Old Testament, the book of Isaiah, chapter 52, beginning at the seventh verse. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of a herald who proclaims peace and preaches good news, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God is king. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy, because with both eyes they will see it when the Lord returns to Zion. Break out, shout for joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, because the Lord is comforting his people. He is redeeming Jerusalem. The Lord lays bare his holy holy arm before the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation from our God. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson is found recorded in the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers by the prophets at many times and in many ways. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact imprint of the divine nature. He sustains all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he took his seat at the right hand of the majesty on high. The sun became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when he brought his firstborn into the world, he said, Let all God's angels worship him. About the angels, he says, he makes his messengers winds and his ministers flaming fire. But about the Son, he says, God, your throne is forever and ever, and the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of joy beyond your companions. This is the word of the Lord. We read from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. This is the traditional Christmas Eve gospel reading. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him everything was made, and without him not one thing was made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. The light is shining in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He has come as an eyewitness to testify about the light 
so that everyone would believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The real light that shines on everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not recognize him. He came to what was his own, yet his own people did not accept him. But to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. They were born not of blood, but of the or of the desire of the flesh, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, the glory he has as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the gospel. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, beginning at verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. The one who believes in him is not condemned, but the one who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, those of you who know me know that one of my biggest pet peeves during Christmas time is hearing that old saying, be good for goodness sake. I probably sound like a, a broken record in repeating it over and over because hearing those words that we need to be good for goodness sake, it almost seems rather religious, doesn't it? Because wouldn't God want us to be good? Well, certainly we live to God's glory and, and certainly we want to follow his holy command. So what would really be wrong with being good for goodness sake and, and to proclaim that and to teach that and to preach it? It sounds like, wouldn't this be exactly what God wants? Now, we certainly live according to his commands, but we always do it out of thankful love. Because following his holy commands that we do out of love is never is able to earn us heaven. Since we are by nature sinful human beings and who have fallen short of God's glory, oh, no matter how much good we think we are able to do by nature as sinful human beings, we've always fallen short of that glory. Therefore, if we cannot save ourselves and be good for goodness sake, well then how can we ever be saved? See, the theme of Christmas is not be good for goodness sake, but I say to you that the theme of Christmas, which is not even a theme, it's God's word spoken by the very Son of God himself, our Savior, the Lord Jesus, to one man. His name was Nicodemus. He came during the night. He was part of the leadership class. He was a Pharisee. And he came to ask Jesus about his preaching and teaching. And Jesus summed it up this way. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It was God who had done it all. 
It is, this is the God that we know is our triune God. This is the God who is one God, but he says he is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is the three in one. And this one true God so loved the world. And this word love is not the word for love like a love between friends or, or a love between a, uh, a parent and a child or, or, or maybe how you would love your dog or, or, or maybe even the sensual type love. No, this is that word love. And many of you probably have heard it, agape. This is that, that love that is seen in the cross of Jesus Christ. This is a love that's unconditional, unending. This is a love that sees a problem and does something about it. This is not a, a love that just feels love for you, but this is a love that expresses it and shows it by saving another. And when it comes to this love, keep two things in mind. Quantity and quality. The quantity... He so loved the world. Every man, woman, and child who's ever lived or whoever will live, God so loved them. And each and every one of us, even here tonight, God so loved the world. But this was a world that wasn't lovable. This was a world that was sinful. This was a world that deserved God's wrath and punishment. But in spite of that, he so loved the world because this love is an undeserving love. It's a love that loves the unlovable. And the quality of this love? He sent his only begotten son. This is the son of God who took on human flesh to be our savior. He was the one who paid the price for our sins. He was the one who won everlasting life. He is the one that by his sacrifice, he won for us that forgiveness of sins. He is the one who deserves all the praise and glory. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And then comes this amazing invitation that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That through faith, that simple childlike trust in what Jesus has done for us, we are saved. Because his salvation, his work, his sacrifice, everything that he has done, all the blessings connected with that is personally ours through faith. And we even have to admit that that faith is even a gift of God. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We're even told that he even came into the world to save the world. He didn't come into this world at first to condemn the world. Oh, there will be a judgment and that will take place at his second coming. That will take place on, his, on the last day, judgment day, the last day of this world. Our Lord will certainly come and judge. But when he came in the beginning, he came to save. And all who believe in him are saved. And those who do not believe in him, they're condemned. In fact, the words there are so strong 
that Jesus himself put it this way. They're condemned already. Then the answer to everyone, the sermon that must be preached, the announcements that must be announced, the teachings that must be taught, have to be the message of repentance. Not only just sorrow over sin, but faith in Jesus, your Savior, and the Savior of the world. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's what we see when we look at the manger and see the Christ child. We see God so loving the world. When we look at the cross, what do we see? God so loving the world. When we hear of his resurrection, God so loved the world. Everything that he said and did, God so loved the world. This is our Savior. This is what we celebrate. If we're celebrating to be good for goodness sake, then you have to understand that it's only going to lead to despair and hopelessness because have you been good enough? Did you try enough? Did you mean it enough? Did you care enough? You're always going to be living with hopelessness and doubt, always hoping to do enough, but knowing deep down, I don't know for sure. And with such doubts, can only come hopelessness. But to know that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. There is no doubt. It's gone. There is only hope. Because God gave us that hope. Because God so loved the world. So what do we celebrate? Be good for goodness sake? No. We celebrate God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That is Christmas in a nutshell. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran, and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemevlutheran.org. May God bless you today and every day.